welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 49 is entitled Spiritual Law. In our mortal experience, we must deal with three sets of laws, temporal laws, spiritual laws, and man-made laws. Temporal laws govern the mortal or physical body. Spiritual laws govern the spirit, or immortal body, and man-made laws govern the body politic. We must keep them well balanced. In the United States, we're incredibly fortunate because we have a Declaration of Independence, a Constitution, and a Bill of Rights that give us the liberty to follow our own conscience. The golden words of our Declaration of Independence guarantee our liberty. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The intent of those wonderful phrases is translated into law by our Bill of Rights. In the previous podcast, I discussed temporal law. In this podcast, I would like to discuss spiritual law. But first, let me demonstrate what happens when government tries to play God by controlling our conscience and recreating us according to their version of equality, because apparently they think God doesn't do a good enough job of it. It is clear from the Declaration of Independence that our forefathers believed in self-evident truths. A self-evident truth is not a man-made truth. It is a universal truth that is non-negotiable. It cannot be repealed, altered, or modified in any way. Self-evident truths are spiritual truths and should be obeyed, not tampered with. The Declaration of Independence identifies the following five self-evident truths. 1. All men are created equal by God. 2. All men are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. 3. All men are endowed by their Creator with the right to life. 4. All men are endowed by their Creator with the right to liberty. 5. All men are endowed by their Creator with the right to the pursuit of happiness. The purpose of government is to protect those rights given to us by God, not government. However, when the 44th President of the United States, Barack Obama, made the following statement in his second inaugural address, no one seemed to notice that it was a denial of our Declaration of Independence. For history tells us that while these truths may be self-evident, they've never been self-executing. That while freedom is a gift from God, it must be secured by the people here on earth. The phrase appears innocuous until you realize its real intent. Mr. Obama, who represents the far-left social agenda, intends to create a liberal version of equality, not to protect unalienable rights. The socialist view of equality is not a democratic republic. It is socialism as evidenced by Obamacare. His statement denies the very foundation of American democracy, which is a belief in self-reliance. President Biden, who was vice president under Obama, is now, as president, carrying out the Obama agenda. Let me quote Mr. Biden. I believe because, sort of, the blinders have been taken off Because of this COVID crisis, I think people are realizing, my Lord, look at what is possible. Look at the institutional changes we can make without us becoming a socialist country or any of that malarkey. 
that we can make to provide the opportunities to change the institutional drawbacks from education all the way through to the other things we talked about. That malarkey is exactly what President Biden is doing. He wants to micromanage our lives through redistribution of wealth and is using the COVID crisis as his excuse. Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines socialism as any of various economic and political theories advocating collective or governmental ownership and administration of the means of production and distribution of goods, which is what Mr. Biden and the Socialist Democratic Party are advocating. The dictionary adds, a stage of society in Marxist theory transitional between capitalism and communism and distinguished by unequal distribution of goods and pay according to work done. President Obama said, I actually believe in redistribution of wealth. President Obama put it another way. He said he wanted to equal the playing field. That is Marxism. President Obama, President Biden, and the far left want to create equality by equaling the playing field through redistribution of wealth. In other words, to replace our democratic republic with socialism and Marxism. To understand the self-evident truth stated in our Declaration of Independence, that is, to understand how God created us equal, we must understand the nature of law. That is what I want to accomplish in this trilogy of temporal law, spiritual law, and man-made law. Temporal laws and spiritual laws are organized by God to expand our freedom, agency, and free will. God organized laws that through our own personal choices we may create ourselves. Under God's plan, it is our choice whether we want to be free or not. Only truth can make us free. Only through obedience to the laws of God can we ever be truly free. Every law of God was designed to set us free. In the eyes of man, equality is equal wealth. In the eyes of God, equality is equal law. And we choose whether we want to obey those laws. God's idea of equality is to give us free will, freedom, and agency through conditional laws that we of our own free will choose life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Government's idea of equality is redistribution of wealth, free health care, free food, free housing, freedom from responsibility, freedom from consequences. We must, as a nation, understand that when government sets out to create equality, it wants to create equality in its own image. In other words, government wants to make us free according to the ideals of those in power, not through the perfections of self-evident truths. They want to clone us in their own image. That is what redistribution of wealth and leveling the playing field is all about. That is what Marxism, socialism, and communism are all about. That is what the left wants in America. The only reason for the existence of man-made laws is to create an environment where we can make maximum use of the laws of God. We stand or fall under our own volition. It is not the purpose of government to create equality. It is the purpose of government to allow us the liberty to create ourselves according to the dictates of our own conscience. It is not and never has been the purpose of government to create equality. It is the purpose of government to protect us from those who want to impose their will on us, even if it is government. It is the purpose of government to protect our inalienable rights from those who want to seek power over us, regardless of whether their intentions are good or evil. The good intentions of a tyrant are inherently evil, no matter what their outcome. There is no such thing as a benevolent tyranny. And that is where the left-leaning Democrats are leading us. 
That is what our government is in danger of becoming, a benevolent tyrant, driven by the arrogance of power of those who think they know better than we do what is best for us. By organizing the conditions of temporal laws, we expand our freedom. We actually become creators. But freedom is a selection among choices. Any moral component of freedom must come from spiritual laws. Temporal laws deal with right or wrong, with good, better, and best, or their opposite. Only moral or spiritual laws deal with good and evil. Temporal laws give us freedom. Spiritual laws give us agency, which is a higher form of freedom. Freedom comes with choices. Agency comes with wisdom to make those choices. We are becoming very narrow in our views of self-evident truths. Naturally focused on this world, we measure our freedom in political terms. However, we are dual beings. We are both temporal beings and spiritual beings. We are on a dual track. Track one, the terrestrial track, is how we fare in this life. Up to this point, I have addressed the self-evident truths as stated in our Declaration of Independence and how they relate to government. Track two, the celestial tract, is how we fare in the next life. Our mortal body stays here at death. The terrestrial has an end. Earth recycles everything, even our flesh. But our immortal spirits move on along the celestial tract, which continues forever. There will be a space of time between death and the resurrection. Spiritual law applies both to this world and to the next. The premortal existence prepared us to come to earth. It follows that this earth prepares us for our post-mortal existence. In other words, the mortal laws of this world don't follow us beyond the grave. They have no power. Just as gravity had no power over atoms until they formed into very large clumps, temporal law has no power over the spirit. Only spiritual laws follow us along the celestial track into the next world and through eternity. Spiritual laws serve a dual purpose. One is to give us free will, agency, and joy in this life. And the other is to give us eternal free will, eternal agency, and eternal joy in the next life. Just as moral laws are in concomitant variation to our freedom on earth, spiritual laws are in concomitant variation to our free will and agency in heaven. In other words, our freedom is governed by the mortal laws we live. Our agency is governed by the spiritual laws we live. I mentioned earlier that all laws of God are designed to increase our freedom. In Genesis we read, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Genesis 3, 4-5 Those words, of course, came from Lucifer. However, a few verses later, they are repeated by the Lord. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Genesis 3.22 Mortal laws govern a mortal world. Science teaches us of the forces of nature. The strong nuclear force, the weak nuclear force, the electromagnetic force, and gravity. We are all very familiar with gravity. Mortal laws, however, deal with the temporal world or the world of time. The clock is always ticking. Entropy, which states that things move from order to disorder, give time its arrow, meaning it is a one-way street. We enter mortality through birth. We exit mortality through death. Mortal laws begin and end with mortality. They have no power over the spirit. 
The spirit, though heavily influenced by the body, is subject only to spiritual laws. Spiritual laws deal with immortality. Only in the spirit do we have free will and agency, both of a much higher order than temporal freedom. When freedom is governed by agency, that is to say, when we follow the laws of God rather than the lusts of the flesh, or when we follow the spiritual man rather than the natural man, then freedom always increases freedom. When we are governed by the natural man, then freedom will always lead to misery and captivity. That is what Christ meant when he said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He is speaking of self-evident truths or spiritual truths. The purpose of agency or spiritual laws is to govern freedom in a fallen world. There is one very important attribute that both temporal laws and spiritual laws have in common. It is the principle of causality. The principle of causality states that for every cause there is an effect, and for every effect there is a cause. That means that all laws of this earth are conditional. By obeying the conditions of temporal law, we increase in freedom. By obeying the conditions of spiritual law, we increase in agency. It is ironic and has always puzzled me that science spends all of its energy identifying the conditions of temporal law and yet denies free will. If laws were unconditional, then we would not have free will. It is what science calls determinism. However, they do have conditions. It is our ability to manipulate conditions that gives us freedom. Some laws, of course, we can't change. We can't stop a hurricane or an earthquake. However, we can create buildings that will withstand a hurricane or earthquake. We can't fly by flapping our arms. However, we can fly by building airplanes. Equality is established by God when all men are subject to all laws equally. Laws by definition are deterministic. However, intelligence allows us to use the conditions of laws to our advantage, thus expanding our freedom. God created equality in the temporal dimension by allowing our scientists and even inspiring them to discover the conditions of temporal law. God created equality in the spiritual dimension by revealing his laws to his prophets and apostles. Both temporal laws and spiritual laws on this earth are conditional, thus giving us freedom, agency, and free will. That is what equality means to God. He allows us to choose for ourselves if we want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in this life, and eternal life, eternal liberty, and eternal joy in the next life. Equality can exist on no other principle than self-reliance, personal choice, and the realization of individual desires. Any government or force that wants to override the plan of God is a form of tyranny. They are enemies to freedom and enemies to God. Just as mortal laws are conditional, spiritual laws are also conditional, thus allowing us to exercise free will. Just as you can predict the consequences of the conditions of temporal laws, you can predict the consequences of spiritual laws. That means that you can guarantee the outcome in both temporal and spiritual laws among those conditions over which we have power. Everything is predicated upon obedience to law. Obedience to temporal law brings temporal blessings. Obedience to spiritual law brings spiritual blessings. Those who know that prosper. Those who don't are subject to what Shakespeare calls the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. You want a blessing of nature? Obey the laws of nature. You want a blessing of God? Obey the laws of God. Every dimension is governed by a complete set of laws acting independently. That is why we have free will, freedom, and agency. A good government stays out of the way as much as possible. 
but that is the subject of the next podcast. We must assume that every dimension is governed by a complete set of laws. That has tremendous consequences. What happens to temporal laws when we die? Well, nothing really. Temporal laws are absolute. However, they are confined to temporal worlds only and have no power after death. After death, we will be subject only to spiritual laws. Before we came to earth, we lived as spirits with our Father in heaven. Temporal laws had no power in that eternal realm. When we leave this earth, we will go to a spiritual realm to await the resurrection. We will be forever free of temporal laws. Temporal laws are too gross to deal with spiritual matter. Spirits can only be governed by spiritual laws. That is one reason, and a monumental one, that spiritual laws are so important on this earth. The choices we make on this earth make a huge difference in the next life. We do not carry anything with us but our works. All melting objects are left behind. Spiritual laws deal with immortality both in this melting world and in the eternal world to come. God uses natural law to build galaxies, but he uses spiritual laws to develop kingdoms of glory. The light we have in the afterlife will reflect the spiritual laws we live in this life. That is what Paul meant when he said, There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, The first man Adam was made a living soul, the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy, the second man is of the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. 1 Corinthians fifteen forty through 49 We rely upon scientists to discover temporal laws. Every age has its genius. However, A genius is nothing but a teaser of what is inside everyone. Do not estimate man by his small gifts, for you will underestimate him. Gifts are distributed by God on earth to bless all mankind. It is a temporary necessity. You take the weakest of creatures on this earth and imagine him or her as the greatest creature hereafter, and you will still underestimate their potential. Everyone has a special gift, but the potential of all men and women is unlimited. When the weight of mortality is lifted, those with broken wings on earth will fly high in the hereafter. What separates us here will unite us there. We are all children of God, of royal birth, and have the potential of omniscience. It is good in this life to study temporal law, but it is better to obey spiritual law and learn the ways of God. Earth is but a moment. Eternity is forever. The more you prepare for eternity in this life, the more advanced you will be in the next. That is the primary purpose of spiritual law.
Just as we rely upon scientists to discover temporal law, we rely upon apostles and prophets to reveal spiritual law. We are judged by the choices we make in this mortal world, and those whose choices are governed by spiritual law, though they die as failures in the eyes of the world, will rise as kings and queens in the next. And as Christ revealed to John the Revelator, Will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne? Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.